Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Digest, your one-stop podcast for thought-provoking insights and compelling stories. Each episode, we sift through the web's richest content, carefully curated for those with an insatiable thirst for knowledge in the realm of self-improvement. So sit tight, open your mind, and get ready for an adventure of understanding and inspiration. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed available on iPhone and Android. In today's episode, we explore the age-old question, what is love? Is it a feeling, an action, or something else entirely? Bernhard Kutzler delves into the science behind love and how nature dictates our understanding of it. From the release of hormones to the importance of physical touch, we'll uncover the secrets of this complex emotion. So, whether you're in a relationship or seeking one, this episode will provide valuable insights into the nature of love. Let's dive in! What is love? Nature dictates an answer. Written and read by Bernhard Kutzler. What does it do to you when someone says, I love you? How do you know the other person means the sentence as you understand it? Can you even put your interpretation of that sentence into words without using the word love? Love is probably the most misunderstood word of humankind. I love you is probably the most manipulative and misused phrase in history. On the other hand, love is what humankind needs to thrive. Follow me as I get to the bottom of love, explain why humankind needs it, and how truthful love can be implemented. The word love has the root loib, which means to care, desire. Therefore, I love you means I care for you or I desire you. In nature, we find two forms of love, self-love and mother-love. Both are based on caring. Self-love is about caring for oneself. Its essence is egoism. Every non-human life form on this planet cares about becoming the best version of itself, which is the prerequisite for fulfilling its purpose as part of the whole. Mother love is about caring for a child. Its essence is altruism. A mother cares for her child before she cares for herself, such as when she defends it from an attacker. For a mother, Mother love comes before self-love. We are conditioned to see egoism as bad, but this is just a program. The word ego is Latin and means I. The ending ism makes nouns implying a practice. Egoism is the practice of putting oneself first. This is reasonable because it is a matter of survival. Since only the fittest survive, one should do everything possible to be as fit as possible. I shed more light on egoism and discuss its abusive version in my blogcast, What is Freedom? The word altruism comes from Latin alter, which means other. Altruism is the practice of putting someone else first. It is reasonable for a mother to put her child before herself because the child has more years to live. Mother love serves the survival of the species. Self-love serves the survival of the individual. In nature, mother love ends when the child can survive on its own. 
There is no natural form of love based on desire. When one life form desires another life form, it means I want to consume you or I want to have sex with you. Love as desire is a human invention with the phrase I love slash desire you having many possible meanings such as I desire your body, I desire your money, I desire your social status, I desire your knowledge slash know-how. Some people even say I need you or I can't live without you. We are programmed to be flattered by such phrases, but they are worse than I desire you. When it is reciprocal, it is nothing more than a barter. This word comes from the old French word barate, which means to cheat, deceive. Both parties to a barter have the same goal. I give you as little as possible and want from you as much as possible. A barter is a power struggle. The one who negotiates more skillfully or is in the better position wins. Love as desire is untruthful and mostly manipulative and abusive. But it is the most common form of human love on this planet. Any truthful form of love is based on caring, not on desiring. So the question is, what does a truthful form of reciprocal love look like? This is not straightforward to see because neither of the two natural forms of love is reciprocal. Self-love concerns only one life form. Mother love involves two life forms, but it is not reciprocal. The mother loves her child, but the child does not love its mother. That is, it doesn't care for its mother. It cares only for itself. This is reasonable because the child's purpose is to survive at any cost and become as fit as possible. The mother's purpose is to help it do that. To find a truthful form of reciprocal love, let's conduct a thought experiment. Imagine a person who loves itself. Imagine that person splitting into two people just like a cell dividing. These two people are a team and continue to do what the one person had done. Each takes care of the team, that is, itself and the other, by investing all its energy in the team's growth, that is, in its own growth and the growth of the other. It loves itself and the other. Love and energy remain in the team. In other words, the team practices self-love. This is truthful. For this to work, the two people must trust each other and have a common goal. To illustrate, imagine two climbers connected by a rope climbing a mountain. One person remains a safe footing while the other climbs up. If the climber falls, it is saved by the rope and the other person's safe footing. When the climber has gained enough height, it secures the new position and the two switch roles. This metaphor nicely illustrates the benefits of team love. Two people can climb a mountain faster and easier than one person alone. This concept of team love can also be extended to larger groups by applying the above thought experiment to a team of three, four, five or more members. In nature, that's the way it is. Flocks of life forms not only often behave like a single organism, they also protect or help each other. You can find examples on YouTube.
The prerequisite for team love is trust. To trust someone means to assume that the other person is acting truthfully. To mistrust someone means to assume that the other person may not be acting truthfully. In nature, there is only trust and that's why team love works in nature. Why and how did mistrust arise among humans? Let's do a thought experiment to find out. Imagine two early humans who feed on fruits, nuts and meat. They enter a partnership to work together. Early human X is stronger and so goes hunting, while early human Y gathers fruits and nuts. In the evenings, they meet to share and eat. Y brings food every evening because it always finds fruits and nuts. X does not bring food every evening because the hunt sometimes fails. The partnership is beneficial to both. If X's hunt is successful, Y gets meat without having to hunt. If X is unsuccessful, it still gets food. One day, X has an idea. Instead of hunting, it takes the day off. This violates the partnership agreement, so Y must not know about it. In the evening, X communicates that it had no hunting luck. With this lie, X misuses Y's trust and commitment. Because the lie has paid off, X lies more often from now on. But one day, while searching for fruits and nuts, Y stumbles upon X hanging around. They have the first partnership dispute in the history of humankind. From now on, Y mistrusts X. So or similarly, lies, misuse and mistrust may have originated a long time ago. But lies are just one reason mistrust between people is justified. A lie is an intentional untruth. There are also unintentional untruths. By following their programs, people often behave untruthfully without knowing it is untruthful. A child, for example, shows its needs. But it learns not to show some of them. It even learns to deceive, manipulate and misuse others to meet its needs in a roundabout way. Because we mistrust each other for good reason, team love does not work between humans. Mutual love between two people is an attempt to trust, but it fails all too often, also because it is usually based on love as desire rather than caring. Before we can begin to really trust each other, which is the prerequisite for team-slash-mutual love in the sense of caring for each other and joint growth, people must free themselves from their programs. I describe how to do that in my blogcast The Seven-Step Method to Become What You Truly Are. The essence of love for another person is to overcome separateness by caring for another person as for oneself, that is, extending self-love to another person. To understand why this is so important for humankind to thrive, we take a 50,000-foot view of evolution on this planet. The first major step was from matter to organic life, marked by the emergence of cells. The second grand step was from life to conscious life, marked by the emergence of humans. Cells introduced organic life through the know-how of survival. Over time, They combined their survival powers in uncountable ways, thus bringing forth multicellular life, 
such as plants and animals, as powerful variations of life. Humans introduced conscious life and with it the know-how of creativity. See my book on consciousness for details. Humans can combine their creative powers in the same way that cells combine their survival powers. But in this respect, humankind is still in its infancy. Because of mistrust and the power-based concept of egoism, humankind is only at the beginning of what conscious-slash-creative life can bring forth. Love is the prerequisite for truly creative cooperation. It is the basis for joint growth. For humankind to thrive as a species, we need more and more people to free themselves from their programs and thereby become capable of truly loving, cooperating and growing as teams. Here are a few exercises to help you figure out where you stand in this regard. Exercise 1. Think about the last 24 hours. On what occasions have you lied? This can be minor lies. For example, if you are asked if you are well and you say yes even though you are not well, you have lied. On what occasions do you know or suspect that you have been lied to? Exercise 2. Do you have unmet needs? What are you doing to try to fulfill them? Exercise 3. Think about your past partnerships. How far did you trust your partners? Was your trust justified? To what extent did your partners trust you? Was their trust justified? Exercise 4, if you are currently in a partnership. What do you get from your partnership? What does your partner get from the partnership? What barters are there between you? You can find more exercises in my book, Being Free, Get Out of the Box, The Method with 99 Exercises. Blockcast. If you enjoyed this, you may also like our other podcasts, The Productivity Digest, The Psychology Digest, and The Life Digest. Stay curious, stay inspired, and thanks for listening.